Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy DJ Billier, and across the way from me is my man 50 Grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Sounds like a dramatic pause there. Building a little drama up. I like ah. it. <laughs> All I can see is Savage O'Malley rolling in the blue blazer. Yes, I remember you, blue blazer. You rolled that blue blazer, didn't you? Literally. Did you? You rolled it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was an accident. Yeah. Yeah, there's a story. Have we ever told that story on the podcast? What happened? How did you roll your blue blazer? Brew Brazer? Brew Brazer, JJB. Hey, Scott, I just how you rolled that Brew Brazer you drove. You had that old- Yeah, I tell you what, man, that Brew Brazer, man, crazy. <laughs> I knew you had a Chevy Blazer, and you was probably listening to that new Billy Ray Cyrus record. Get a spoon. You were getting so hyped up on that new Billy Ray Cyrus record that you went and done and took that Brew Blazer right into a ditch over there in Volcano, didn't you? A volcano? Up in that volcano. How come they call it volcano? Was there ever an active volcano in volcano? It's a great question right there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, but I I, can, <clears throat> I remember your blue blazer. I remember when I worked at, there was nobody else that had a blazer like that. So I always knew when you were in the vicinity, like when we were young, like, yo, that's that's Sa- Savage Blazers in the parking lot. He's somewhere around here. Like, where's Scott at? Where's Savage at? Like, yo, Sav, where you at? We weren't calling you Savage back then. No, but, no, no. But- I, there weren't a lot of those. We, we live in a very small town. So when I would see that blazer in a parking lot, I'm like, Savage is around here eating somewhere, shopping. He's in the building. I just don't know where he's at. Is he at Albertsons? Yeah. Is he at Roundtable? Right, yeah, exactly. Is he at Perko's? Is he at Thrifty's? Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, the positive, the, 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 it was a short list of places you could be. But I always would see, you, you know, once you get to know somebody What was the, the shoe vehicle, place called? Like, Canales? Canales. Canales. Canales shoes, yes. Yeah, we did have an Albertsons. We did have a Thrifty. That's where you went and got the tube-shaped ice cream. They shoot it out of that gun. Chuck the Malta Crunch, the best uh, ice cream oh, ever created. God. Really good. Really hey, good. And one yeah. of the best places we can only find the magazines we liked. Yes. Not those kind of magazines, John. <laughs> your sources, your uh, yes, your music magazine. I used to go to Thrifty to get my Spider-Man comic books. Tiger Beat for the ladies. They had this. They had the rack. Like, and I, and I don't think kids even know about this anymore. Back in the day, Thrifty Longs had a spinning rack where all the comic books would be separate from the regular magazines. And uh, you'd go to that rack and spin it and just kind of look it up and down and try to find the latest issue of Spider-Man, the latest issue of the Hulk or Batman, whatever it is that you were into. Um, but yeah, man, I, uh, uh, I can vividly remember Thrifty uh, for me. Uh, and here in Amador County, I don't think anybody carried the source at the time. Like I had to still go to Sacramento to get the rap pages of the source if I wanted to know what was going on in the hip hop world. 
but thrifty was where i got the amazing spider-man the spectacular spider-man the web of spider-man you can get a comic book and get a a, a, a cylindrical cylindrical shaped ice cream cone delicious and you know what's funny is they're still around like not here but you'll still go places and they'll be um i think they're owned by cvs or walgreens now but they'll still say that they serve the thrifty ice cream right in Right in. Yeah, they'll still say serving thrifty ice cream because they know that there's enough of us around that have that nostalgia and love it so much and have fat asses that <laughs> they're appealing to our nostalgic fat asses is basically what they're doing. <laughs> and, and it's true, man. There was nothing special about the ice cream itself. I mean, it tastes like ice cream. It's good. Good I, news, everybody. Yeah. You can finally play your nostalgic fat asses card on your bingo card. Yeah. If you're playing 209 Took five till plus infinity, years, yeah. but. If you're playing 209 till infinity bingo and you have nostalgic fat ass on your card, uh, grab your dauber, check the little box, because we're in the building. That is insane bingo knowledge to yeah. use the word dauber. Hey, dude, we, we do bingo. Once a month, we have a quarterly team meeting, and uh, we play we play office bingo, and everybody gets these little daubers, man. That's how I know that. But I think dauber was the name of the big blonde guy and coach. Yes, that was his last name, It's dauber. also Marshall's dad in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Holy shit. Now, there's some knowledge right there, boy. You take it back. But yeah, man, welcome. We're back. Another episode. Uh, last week, we did kind of a freestyle episode where we just came off the dome and, and had an open, free-flowing conversation, and it was great. I loved it. I thought we had a great time. I'm hoping we get some uh, feedback on some of our takes on music and social media and and Robin Williams. Two things. Yes. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Mm. Big Skis, a.k.a. Old Dirty Sav. A.K.A. the Oracle. Yes. And number two, his name is Bill. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sure this isn't how it's pronounced, but uh, Fagerbake. Bill Fagerbake is the guy that plays Dauber. Also, I'd say he's probably more famous now for uh, he's he's fucking uh, Patrick on SpongeBob. Is probably where he makes the long dough. That's, I guarantee you, he's done spent all that. that. How about Faya Bakai? Faya Bakai? Faya Bakai. Okay. That's better than Fagerbake. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, let's just call him Patrick from SpongeBob. I, I'm going to go with that. Uh, but I guarantee you, his coach money has been long spent. That's like over. He'll live off that SpongeBob money forever. Forever. Patrick, your genius is showing. Where? Where? absolute genius that was one of those cartoons that my kids loved and then i ended up falling in love with it more than them and he was a big part of that man I, right I, that dude's been around for a long long time man he's been entertaining folks for forever and what's crazy is there's probably a reason why we didn't know his last name because nobody could pronounce it like i couldn't have, like that dude should be a household name like but i i couldn't tell you like Fagerbake? Yeah, I have no... <laughs> Fagerbake. Fagerbake. Either way, it doesn't really work. It's not very Hollywood. I'm surprised somebody didn't tell him to change his name to Jones or some shit. Yeah. Hey, can you be Jenkins? Can we yeah. <laughs> Can we put a Jenkins on that? Yeah. I'm from a long, historic line of Fagerbakes. Yeah. <laughs> I will never change my name. So, Jenkins. No, anyway, but yeah, man, welcome. Good to be back. Um, really happy to be here in Ceres, California, recording yet another episode. Yep. We're and, back on track and, a little bit. We're, well, we're eight minutes in, and you can already hit nostal nostalgic fat asses and fagger bake <laughs> off your fucking bingo <laughs> <Yeah>. card. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, so <clears throat> a couple weekends ago, uh, I went to the Bay Area, a.k.a. Yay Area. Yes. Ooh. As did I. And uh, so I went, we uh, we went to the, we did the whole uh, weekend touristy type thing. Uh, uh -huh. Kim's, one of Kim's really good friends or best friends, I don't know what the, she's an important friend in her life. Um, strong, was, a strong friend. Yeah. I don't know if she checks on her, she should. She yeah, check on your, check strong, on your friend. strong friends. Uh, you never know what they're going through. She was turning 50. Oh, wow. It's a big one. So it's a big one. So uh, she had never done a lot of the Bay Area type stuff. So um, we went to the Bay Area. Uh, we went to my favorite place on the planet, which is Alcatraz. 
Yeah, so um, cool. I love that place. It's just, I love being there. I love doing the audio tour. I love yeah. the history. I love walking through the halls that I know that, uh, you know, Al Capone walked through. That, yes, you know. yeah, it's so cool. And, you know, I told you, I, my wife grew up in Vallejo, grew up in the Bay Area, never been there. I'm like, are you kidding? I said, look where Scott is, or look where Savage is. He said, he's at Alcatraz. She goes, oh, yeah, I've never been. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I've never been. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I've, I've been like five times at least. She's like, yeah, I've never been. I'm like, all right, well, I, I know we got to be making a trip. And it's been a minute since I've been. So. It's it's, uh, it's it's just entertaining and I really enjoy it. And there's, yeah. you know, good views and things like that. Yes. Uh, and then we, uh, you know, we did the whole Bay Area thing where you go to the, you know, there's like uh, Golden Gate Park and, you know, there's all these cool things to see. We went down Lombard Street. They'd never been down Lombard. Right, right. And <clears throat> I think I'd driven down it before, but I couldn't remember when. So that's an annoying road yes. to drive down. Yeah. Driving in the Bay Area yeah. just in general is pretty annoying. It's yeah. very true. Um, but uh, the friend's husband had never really gone over the golden gate bridge right um he had once but it was like in the middle of the night he was going somewhere so he didn't really get to take it in right so we went during the day and uh we drove across the bridge now mm. here's the thing when you're already in the bay area for you to go across the golden gate bridge costs you 10 bucks right so yeah 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 100%. They're getting their money, dude. These motherfuckers. And now, I think most of the toll bridges now, they don't have somebody sitting out there taking your money. It's like they, they oh, no, track they your license plate, right? I think it, the last time we went through one of those, it's like, beep, they track your license plate, and then you got to go pay it later on some yeah, website. Or yeah, they, like they, yeah, they send you in the mail. Yeah, that's right. That's your right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So computer technology, you know, just took all those people out of jobs. Yeah, AI stole the jobs from those folks, man. So anyway, as we uh, go past Golden Gate Bridge, if like Bill just said, when you're in the Bay Area, it's not easy to drive. No. So it's not just like take the next exit, turn around and come back. No, like no. It's, you know, you got to oh, figure no. out how to turn around, where to go. Yeah. This lane's only for trucks. You can't turn left here. This here. is only buses yeah, yeah, for it's, tours. It's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. I hate so it. So anyway, we drove like, I don't know, maybe a mile or two miles. Anyway. One of the tunnels right after Golden Gate Bridge is the Robin Williams Tunnel. Really? And I had no idea. I, and I, I, This is the first I'm hearing of it. And I am today years old uh, when I learned there was a Robin Williams Bridge in the Bay. I know he no, loves tunnel. the Bay. Tunnel. He's from the Bay. Yeah, he's from the Bay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how to... The arch of the, the concrete... Yes. ...where, you know, you're going through the tunnel... Yeah, yeah. ...is, uh, like, rainbow-colored. Oh, okay. And it's the Robin Williams Tunnel, and it's pretty cool. I never knew that. I never... Paid it, never heard it, never I, yeah. been there. So I was like, oh, I need to tell Bill this because I know he's a huge Robin Williams I had, dude. No, I had no idea. I wonder if that's something that they recently did after his passing. It's like, probably. Yeah, because I'd never heard that before. I'm surprised they didn't make a bigger deal about it. He would go out of his way to film movies like Mrs. Doubtfire's in San Francisco. And I'm not thinking of any other ones right now off the top of my head. But I know if he could, he would film in the Bay Area specifically so he wouldn't have to be far from home. Because I even... I think he may have i don't know if he lived there at the end but but he would go out of his way to film there and i remember seeing videos of him bicycling he loved to bicycle so he'd be bicycling through the bay area and um yeah but yeah man uh crazy dude like uh, i didn't know that that's insane man yeah uh so uh let me see here you pulling up some facts and statistics yeah, yeah. all right uh so you can see the rainbows from a distance from the Golden Gate Bridge Vista Point when you are walking northbound across the Golden Gate Bridge. The rainbows are only painted on the northbound side approach from San Francisco. Um, Robin Williams Tunnel used to be called the Waldo Tunnel. Okay. Was built same time as the Golden Gate Bridge. And then uh, the rainbows were added in 1969 by a retiring Caltrans executive on his own initiative. Uh, and uh, so 20... 15, the state renamed the tunnel the Robin Williams Tunnel in honor of the late actor and comedian who grew up and lived in the area. Yeah. Although he was famous for wearing rainbow suspenders as Mork in the TV show, he had right. already worn them as a part of his sta 
stand-up comic act before being signed for the show, so it was kind of fitting that they named it. The I was going to say, I thought they added the rainbow, but I was going to say, I know he wore the rainbow suspenders when he did stand-up. I knew, I, I can remember Mark and Mundy, so. Oh, absolutely. That, that dude. I think we were too young to catch it in its initial run, but I remember watching the reruns. Like oh yeah, crazy dude! That was a that's a staple. And Mork actually started. Uh, he was a spinoff character from Happy Days. Right. He showed up as an alien on Happy Days, and they thought, "Yeah, we're onto something here." And they spun him off and gave him his own show because Happy Days was just that kind of a juggernaut TV show that, like, if you popped up in Happy Days and it did well. You were getting your own show. Laverne and Shirley was another one that started out as they were like Fonzie's girlfriends or something like that. Then they popped off on their own show because Happy Days was that show back in the day. But Robin is a genius. I I didn't know that. That's awesome. 2015. That's yeah, they crazy. renamed it. Yeah. Uh, we also went to Fort Point in San Francisco, which is the old military um, point right underneath Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Where Never they, been to that. Oh, man. It is awesome. Yeah. I That was... Outside of Alcatraz, which is, like I said, one of my favorite places on the planet to go. Right. I had so much. It was so interesting to see there because you're essentially in this this building, this like huge fort uh-huh. that basically they would. It was it was at the 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 mouth of the bay. Okay. So they were watching people try to come in under the bridge. Right. And through the port. Okay. Through the uh, through the mouth. Right. Of the bay. Uh huh. And although they never had any massive, you know, like um, wars or anything right there, a lot of people say it's because of that. Okay. Because they had the fort yeah, yeah. point yeah. there. It's very cool. It's very um, informative. There's so like, that would be an access point for people from outside our country to get in to try to stir up shit. So they had that point there, that little base there to keep a watch and to make sure that they were tracking anybody that might come through. Correct. And if, it, if some shit jumped off... Uh, we would start launching rockets or, or, you know, whatever we do in the military. Like Yeah, so yeah. see, it's like a fort. Oh, yeah. It's three three, three floors. Wow. And then so like on the outside. I never uh, knew this existed either. I'm learning and things And they have like today. cool things in there, like, because they obviously had like a, like a, um, an armory. So they had old like uh, army powder cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. So like they'd have these little squares in the wall that would show you kind of where they would look out and have lookout points. Is that Alcatraz across the way? No, that's the that's the other side of. Oh, okay, the, got you. Where you could look out. Oh, got you, got you. Got they you. had like all of these like um, all of these uh, openings. Yeah. Had little spots so like people could be on the watch, look out and look out and. Okay. At the point, at the point, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was super cool. I don't. I think I'd been down there before, but I think the fort was closed. I'd okay. never gone in it. Is Fort what now? Say that again. Fort Point. Fort Point. Okay. Yeah, and so this is the view you get right out there. Oh wow! Right, you're right at the base of the Golden Gate Bridge. Beautiful. I've never been. That's a. Uh, if I make the trip to Alcatraz, then I might be doing a copycat trip on you, dude. Fort Point. I gotta ask my wife if she's ever been to that one because that sounds amazing. I'd like to say if she'd never been to Alcatraz, she's probably never been to Fort Point, but she'd yeah. probably be like, yeah, we went there all the time for school. Yeah, or something like that. I was just shocked. She's like, I've told you I've never been to Alcatraz. I said, well, my memory's not that good. And that's insane still. I don't care if you told me before, it's still crazy. Like we went there just, it was like an outing. Like I it just, it blew my mind to live in the Bay Area and not have been to Alcatraz. And I'm a movie guy. So look, you got Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood's film there. The Rock was filmed there. Um, I forget the Kevin Bacon, uh, Christian Slater movie. That so many f- movies have been filmed there. Like, and they I even just, had Alcatraz show with Theo Rossi from. Um, that's Sons right. Of Anarchy. That's I, right. I, I, I watched the show because I love Alcatraz. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, uh, just as a movie guy, just in general, and then just the history, so cool of it. Like you said, all the gangsters and the the people that have roamed those halls and the there's famous. A, there's also, I mean, it's such an iconic place. Like that movies you said, right? Um, Call of Duty has a zombie map called Alcatraz, where oh, it's okay. basically two two scale. Oh, really? Of pretty much of what Alcatraz looks like. Wow. And and then on top of that, then Call of Duty, um, you know, we talked about I used, I play Warzone. Well, they also have several other little maps, and once they had the, another map um, called Resurgence. Yeah. And it was basically built like Alcatraz. Okay. So Alcatraz, very iconic, very important for movies, video games, like people. You know what I mean? It's something, there's just something so, uh, the fact that they built this fortress on an island, like the fact that they thought there were criminals that were so 
horrific, so horrible that they needed to put them on an island to that where there was no chance for escape. Like once you hit that water, you're dead. And then that's the thing. In Escape from Alcatraz, they swear there's the one guy that figured out the way and made it, but nobody knows if it's true or not. Did he live? Did he die? We don't know. But it's almost something right out of a comic book, right? right. Like Arkham Asylum, where they send all Batman's worst villains, you know, the all Batman's rogues gallery of horrible villains goes to the Arkham Asylum where they lock them away and it's this super facility where they can hopefully, they always do escape, but you hope that they don't escape. And it's like, it's something out of a movie. Like we're going to put the worst of the worst on this island. Like there's no chance that they're going to get back to society. These are people that we cannot have escape because they are that fucking shitty. Like we got to lock them on an island where, yeah, go ahead, try to escape. Hop in that water. Good luck with that. Yeah, you'll freeze to death before you make it to the la- to land. You know that's the that's the gist of it, man. It's 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 crazy, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna be making a trip once I learned that my wife hadn't um, hadn't been there. I was like, holy shit. Oh, dude. Speaking of trips, again, something we didn't talk about. Bit of a tangent, but not. You're talking about going on a trip with your girl. My wife um, and I have had Bruno Mars on the bucket list for forever. I'm like, want to see Bruno, want to see Bruno, can never seem to get around to it. I'm a big fan. I love the Silk Sonic stuff. I love his solo records. I love when he pops up on other people's records. My wife's a big fan as well. Um, He announced uh, some shows in December in Vegas. All right. And my wife was like, look, I know you want to see Bruno. I've wanted to see Bruno. We never seem to make it happen. It's like December 22nd or something like that. What if we do a quick trip to Vegas, like a couple days to Vegas, and I, I've never been to Vegas. She's never been to Vegas. I have. My, my last trip to Vegas wasn't great because money was tight. Um, not that I'm rich now, but uh, it's a little better. But uh, So anyway, she's like, what if we did this instead of Christmas gifts? Let's, let's buy the concert tickets. Let's book the airfare and the hotel, and we'll just... We'll go out, spend a day in Vegas, go to the concert, and then fly home. And I'm like, I like this new impetuous Amber. It's just like, let's go, baby. So I, I was like, hell yes, I think that's a great idea. I don't need anything for Christmas. I don't need anything. Right. I'd much rather take a trip and go to a concert. So she pulled the trigger, man. Got us decent seats. Um, not cheap, but not not horrible. Uh, and got the airfare and did the room. Um, I forget which hotel we're staying at in in. Uh, it's the Luxor. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, yeah, man. So I think it's December 22nd. Uh, my wife and I, we're going to fly out a day early and be able to spend like one day in Vegas and checking out the strip and then go to the concert and then fly home and be back in time for like Christmas to spend Christmas with the family. So like, yeah, man, I'm super stoked for that. That just popped into my mind when you talked about taking a trip with Kim. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, not only do I got to get my wife to Alcatraz, but we've got Bruno Mars coming up in December, which is like, that's going to be here before you know it. We're almost to September now. So Right, right. Insane, man. But yeah, I'm stoked for that, man. And uh, sounds like you had a good trip to the Bay. I also went to the Bay Area. Uh, thanks to your son, friend of the show, uh, my man, LaFon Deasy, hooked me up with some Oakland A's tickets. He doesn't have a choice to be to whether or not he wants to be a friend of the show. Okay. <laughs> well, I just assumed he wanted to be. Did you like put a gun to his head and be like, hey, you liking the podcast, man? No, he, he, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying he does. Yeah. He just didn't have a choice. Okay. He, he is a friend of the show, but he would be whether he liked it or yeah, not. Is that what exactly. you're telling me? Well, I much appreciated the gesture. You hit me up and was like, look, through his work, he gets A's tickets. I could get you four tickets. Would you be interested? I haven't been to a game since pre COVID. So I was uh, I was really stoked to go to a game. Uh, so we took the tickets. Amber had a couple that joined us. We gave two of the tickets to Amber's friend and her boyfriend, and they came. Uh, and it's just been so long since I've been to Oakland Coliseum. Um, and I expected a ghost town, and I expected like a really negative energy, being that the team's only got one more season, and then they're out the door. Right. And then that literally is that area of Oakland is a literal ghost town. Like nothing's happening there. I imagine they start tearing those arenas down. And uh, but so I expected going there like, OK, it's going to be empty. There's going to be this real sad, somber vibe. The A's suck right now. They're they got the worst record in all of baseball, I believe, going in. So it was A's Orioles. 
The Orioles have the best record in the American League. Uh, I think maybe the second best record in all of Major League Baseball, but they for sure got the best record in the American League. I think the A's have the worst record in all of baseball. So the A's going into this game had like 38 wins, I want to say. The fourth place team is the Angels at like 60 wins. So I told my wife, I said, here's how bad the A's are. We're like 30 games out of fourth place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that bad. You say uh, 30 points out of first place? 30 games? No, out of fourth. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 that's it, man. It's like we're that far off even from, like, being out of the cellar. Like, we're not, you know, normally the third and fourth place team are pretty close, but Anaheim's got, like, 60-some-odd wins. Uh, so, anyway, so it's one of the worst teams in baseball going against one of the best teams in baseball right now. So I didn't have high hopes. So I went in thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be like a really somber, sad affair. And no, dude, I got there. The parking lot was packed. People are barbecuing and they've got tables out and food and drinks and they're tailgating and they're listening to music and they're having conversations. Everybody seemed happy and vibrant instead of a like a funeral. It felt like a going away party. Like, even though the A's are just terrible and like, you know, was it packed? No, it wasn't. But there was a lot more people there than I anticipated to be there. A lot of Orioles fans, a lot of Orioles hats, Orioles jerseys. One dude was real confused. He had on a San Francisco Giants championship, World Series championship hat, and then an Orioles jersey. And he's at the A's game. And I'm just like, all right, dude, you're all mixed up. But dude, the energy was still great. It still had all the feels of going to a game. Uh, the fans were into it, even though we got our asses handed to us like 12 to one, like it wasn't even close. They stomped a mud hole in our asses. They beat the shit out of us. Like it wasn't even funny. We had one home run or we wouldn't even have got on the boards, but there was a couple of things that were cool about the game. So I've never seen an in the park home run live. I've seen it on TV, but I've never seen it live. Would I'd like to see it against my team? No. But the Orioles hit it in the park home run, which was really cool. I've never seen that. This dude has some wheels on him, and he's just going. And he saw his opportunity, man. Once the A's, uh, he blasted it right into the warning track, right by the wall. And you know how when two fielders are get under the ball and one of them's calling the other one off, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they realize they don't know who's catching it, and it just drops? That's what happened. They're both under the ball. Somebody should have caught it. But instead, they both let it drop because one of them I think thought the other guy had it and when it drops then it catches a weird roll so instead of rolling towards them when it dropped it started rolling really quickly away so it drops the dude sees his moment and starts rounding first to second and then he sees it starting to roll away and there's a moment of confusion where the fielders are looking around and they don't know where it is and they start chasing after it so then he really turns the gas on and starts rounding second towards third Then the dude gets to the ball, throws it to the cutoff guy, over-fucking-throws it. So at that point, the dude's like, I'm golden, baby. (laughs) In the park home run. And they didn't chalk it up as an error. You know, it was an in the park. They gave him an in the park. A lot of people sitting around me were like, that should have been an error. That's an error. That's not a, you know, like... But, you know, they should have caught that. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was an error. They both stood there and watched it drop. Like, Here's the quote. Well... I just saw my first in the park home run. It was from the Orioles, but it's a first. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? You. Oh, that was me. Huh? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that. I'd never seen that. The other thing I've never seen live. And again, I wish it wasn't happening to my team, but I've never seen a home run that bounced off the foul pole. Not in person. Again, I've seen it on TV. So the Orioles blasted one and and then and we were close because we were right on the first baseline. So on the visiting side and the pole's right there. So I could hear it like crack, crack of the bat and tink. It hits the pole and drops home run round in the bases. I've never seen that live. The other thing I've never seen live again, I've seen all these things on television, but it's different live. One guy blasted it. And we all thought it was a home run, thought it was gone. Outfielder runs to the wall, jumps to try to catch it. Um, and it hits the top of the wall and bounces back in. Like I've never seen that like happen. Like usually on TV I've seen it, but 
So yeah, it hit the very tip top of the wall and then bounced back in. And the dude jumped for it and thought he had it. And he stood standing there and every, and then he sees the ball. Oh shit, you know, and it's like, but it was just a calamity of errors all the way around, like 12 to one. But you wouldn't know, like the fans were just having a great time. Like nobody was like sad or morose or, uh, you know, anything like that. It was just really cool. And I was really like, uh, impressed with the fans. They're just enjoying these last moments that they have. And the other thing that was really cool was at some point, I think after the sixth inning, they let kids come up. And I've never seen this at an A's game before, so this must be something new they're doing. I don't know. I've never seen it. They let kids come up and go, and, and then they have somebody off to the side. That, okay, say, now batting number five, Tony Kemp. And then the kids go, now batting number five, Tony Kemp. And that's the leadoff hitter. Uh, but this kid adds something. He freestyles. He goes, now batting number five, my favorite player, Tony Kemp. And Tony Kemp comes out, pauses for a minute, takes off his bat, his helmet, turns around to the kid up in the announcer's booth and bow, does a bow and takes his helmet off and then waves. And that kid lit up like like the 4th of July, man. And just is waving his hands and smiling and he's so fucking excited. That small gesture that that dude did made his day. And that right there is my favorite moment of the game. That just, I get a little, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. It was just so cool, man. Right. He's like, nah, you could see the lady telling him what to say. And he goes, now batting number five. And he's probably like nine years old, 10. My favorite player, Tony Kemp. And Kemp comes out and the crowd goes nuts and eats it up. They love it, man. They're, they're He waves to the kid and the kid's stoked. And everybody's like, oh, that's so sweet. And everybody's clapping. But it's a beautiful moment, man. And uh, I feel really bad for the city of Oakland. Um, I really wish... And I guess it could still happen, but I wish they could have got something done for the city of Oakland. Because the other thing I really realized uh, on this trip, when we go to the game, normally you, you take a freeway exit and it dumps you right there at the entrance to the to the Coliseum and you just drive right into the parking lot. Well, there was a tr- bunch of traffic, so it rerouted us and had us drive through this the town of, of whatever city this is, area of Oakland it is, a different route rerouted us to get to the arena so we drove through the actual town of oakland my god man it's uh it's in bad shape man it's yeah it needs these these folks need help i mean it looked kind of like you like zombie tv shows right it reminded me of an abandoned town that like where zombies would be in a zombie movie like graffiti everywhere trash in the streets the occasional person's just stumbling around looking like they don't know where they are, who they should be, buildings run down. Uh, just, I was just like, I haven't taken, I haven't been through this area in so long. The fact that this arenas and stadium and arena are in the middle of almost what looks like a, a war zone. Like, it's crazy, dude. Like, I was like, oh my God, what happens to these people once this shuts down? Like, they already don't have anything like this is it sucks man it really does i was like that hit me pretty hard like i was like these people need something man like oakland used to be insanely beautiful like a really strong vibrant place like and it's and you know i've never taken that route it's probably been like that for a long time but it opened my eyes because normally like i said you just come off the freeway you're right there you park you go in you don't see the real world outside the arena like it was rough like, and I was just like, shit, man. Wow. Like eye opening. I think that it, you know, I think that we are a little shielded from, um, especially, I would say this and especially you where you live, Oh, maybe not how much, I don't 100%. know. I don't know how about you where you work, what yeah, it yeah. looks well, like up there. El Dorado County, same yeah. as Amador County, a little bigger, but yeah. rural. Right. Uh, I see it pretty much, you know, working in downtown Stockton, mm-hmm. the difficulties and the roughness of everybody that, uh, you know, the the realness of life going on right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Stockton is on a, you know, just certainly on a smaller scale than Oakland, but not much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I see that stuff and uh, it is, it's, it's disheartening and it's hard in, in the state of, of 
the human race right now is is not the best. No, and no, it's not. you know the problem is, and I had this discussion with uh, a lovely lady in line uh, earlier this week when I was traveling because she actually works uh, for a nonprofit who works in Sacramento County for homelessness. Right. Um, and uh, you know the the problem is is everyone acknowledges there's a problem. Right. But nobody wants to use money to fix it. Like these things take money and nobody wants to put forth any money to help fix the problem. And so if nobody wants to fork out the money for something they acknowledge is a problem, it's just going to continue to get worse. And so you have people who are on the streets because they can't. There are people it used to be it used to be this. Right. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe I don't know what the what the time frame is. But it used to be if somebody was homeless, uh-huh. they either made the very poor decisions to put themselves there right. or it's a choice. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Every, yeah. I'm sure there was this small percentage of people who were like, bad luck, everything went wrong in the world. Right, know? right, right. But now, the a big portion of the people that are on the streets, there is a much bigger portion to me, I think, that are on the streets because society gave up on them right because they couldn't afford to be humans anymore right yeah which is much different so then when you're on the streets what do you do you survive right which means you do whatever it takes to survive absolutely and you know which probably leads to poor decisions and breaking laws and drugs and all of these other things so you know as long as there's uh, people acknowledge that there's a problem but don't want to put forth the money to fix it we're right. going to continue to be here yeah i agree with that and, and it I, sucks and i you know you talked about you're here you're in san joaquin county you work in stockton you so you see it a lot more you're absolutely right i am blessed to live where i live I, but uh and work where i work you know el dorado county is just a bigger version of amateur county but it is very rural it's very small town it's very safe Yes, Placerville has a homeless problem, uh, but nowhere near on the level. Yes, crime happens in Ione where I live, but not like Stockton. We don't have gangs. We don't have shootings, murders, drive-bys. None of those things are happening. Uh, armed robberies, you know, stuff like that. Is it, That's not an issue. Uh, but I will say that I, I was blessed enough that uh, being born in San Jose and then growing up in South Sacramento... I was able to see enough. I, I've, I've talked about it on this podcast before, how grateful I am to have had that upbringing before moving to Amador County. Right. So that I do know that there is another side. I do know how lucky I am that my dad busted his ass and did everything he could to get us to a better place and a better life. Uh, and, you know, I was also very uh, comfortable around other cultures. I was comfortable around... Uh, Hispanics and African Americans and Asians because I was in the minority. In in my school in South Sac, it was black people, Hispanic people, Asians, and then me and like three other white people. And I know I've talked about this on the show before, but I'm so lucky for that because I went to Amador County and none of that, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but in that small town attitude, there are racists. There are people that aren't comfortable around other races that think the city is just a bunch of shit and they wouldn't want anything to do with it. Uh, and I didn't, none of that rubbed off on me because of my parents and my upbringing and where I grew up. I'm very blessed for that. But um, it's interesting because I was like, what's going to happen, you know? Uh, but I did see that Lauren Hill just announced her 30th anniversary tour for uh, the miseducational Lauren Hill. And she's bringing the Fugees back out. So it's going to be like her doing songs from the miseducation for the celebration of the 30th year anniversary. But Wyclef and Pross will be there and they'll do Fuji's hits. And this is the first time the Fuji's have toured in forever. So it's a big deal. And she announced she's not going to the Chase Center. They're playing in Oakland at the, at whatever that, I don't know what they call it anymore, to be honest with you. Oakland Arena. Yeah, the Oakland Arena. And I was, maybe it's cheaper. That could be why they booked it too. But I thought, good for her, man. Get, you know, do something. Like keep people going out there. It's there, you know, you may as well use it. Uh, But yeah, so the game was great. Despite the fact that we got our asses handed to us to, to follow up, I had a great time. I was so grateful for the tickets. Thank you again. That was awesome. Uh, and it's it just, I'm going to go again before they before they head on out the door, man, because it was, uh, before they make that Vegas move, 
because it, it's uh, it was just a good time, man. Despite the fact that they got their asses kicked, I I just had fun, man. I had a hot dog, you know, kicked back, and we just laughed and had great conversations. Uh, it was a good time, man, and it's a kind of a sad. It's the end of a big part of my childhood and the end of an era, you know. But well, let me uh, let me hit you since you've uh, since it is sad, and you said it's you know the end of uh, something from your childhood. Yeah. Let me hit you with something else along those lines. Okay. Uh, not great. Okay. But not, no, not terrible. But mm-hmm. uh, Bob Barker passed away. Did he really? Just now. Just now. Well, I had I mean, no idea. Within an hour or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this is just it's it's current. Breaking news. I didn't know that. That's uh, crazy. This uh, obviously he was the um, voice and host of The Price Is Right. We all grew up watching Bob Barker oh, during yeah. sick days. Oh my God! And, and he was your grandmother's favorite video game. You know, video game. Excuse me. Game show host. Like everybody's grandma loved Bob Barker, man. Right. And the thing thing about, was it Let's Make a Deal? No, The Price is Right. The thing about The Price is Right is we'd all sit there. Like, I can remember, visit, I have vivid memories of sitting with my grandmother. And somebody would be like, yeah, I'm going to bet, you know, I, I think that's $399 or whatever. And my grandma would be like, you idiot, no way. I just bought one of those last week. That's four, 450 easy, you know. We could all be armchair quarterbacks. Right, right. We all knew better than the people up there. Uh, it was one of those ones where even though you, if you weren't in the audience or you weren't participating, you still felt like you could participate because, you know, they'd put something up like, uh, now the brand new Norelco Razor. And you could be, oh, shit, I bought one of those. I know how much that costs. Like, you know, like it was one of those shows. And he was just uh, such a, a gracious host. Like he was so smooth and just so good at what he did that he made it seem effortless. And you know, he, he always uh, championed spaying and neutering your pets and he loved animals. So he always ended the show every, don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. Thank you, take it easy. Like just, uh, yeah, dude, I grew up with that guy. Absolutely. Uh, long time pet animal rights activist, always ended the episodes with a plea, help control the pet population, have your pet sprayed or neutered. Right, every episode, every show. And he had to have hosted that show for at least 30 years before Drew Carey took over. It may have even been longer. Like, I'm guessing 30. Like 30 would be a guess. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I felt like my entire childhood, all the way up into my adulthood, he was that guy. Like, and Drew Carey took it over, uh, and it wasn't the same. Like, Drew was good, but Drew was just different. Drew wasn't smooth. Like, Bob Barker was just so smooth with it and so quick. Even up into his older years when he had a full head of gray hair and you know he was probably in his 70s, he was still just fast, man, and he's smooth with it. Like, whereas Drew was more of like a comedy, jokey, funny guy, did a, did a great job. But I, and I don't know if Drew's still doing that or not. Like, that's a good question. I'm not 100% sure who hosts The Prices right now. I want to say at one time, um, Wayne Brady may have taken it over. I could be wrong on mm-hmm. that. Don't quote me on that, though. I don't know for sure. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, when exactly. Uh, I know Jim Carrey did it for a long time. Drew Carey, yeah. Did I say Jim Carrey? You did, yeah. I mean, I'd watch that, too. Oh, I would love if Jim Carrey hosted it. Just let him do one episode. That would be insane. Here, let me ask Siri. Let's see if Siri knows. Let's Let me pull my phone out. Siri, how long did Bob Barker host The Price is Right? 35 years, it says here. Surprised Siri didn't talk. Oh, I have my phone on silent. There you go. 35 years. There aren't many people that do one job for 35 years. You're not laying brick for 35 years. You're not painting houses for 35 years. You know what I mean? Like you're hard pressed to find somebody that does the same job for 35 years. And as much as I love that show, I think we all know the most iconic moment that Bob Barker ever had for me, the legendary, the moment that made him the goat to me. In 2013, Bob Barker donated $1 million to move three captive elephants from the Toronto Zoo to a sanctuary in California. Oh shit. See, that's the, he loved animals, man. Like that's a, that's a huge factor in who he was, but we got, you can't talk about Bob Barker and not talk about, not talk about Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler and Bob Barker. The price is wrong, bitch. Duking it out. 
You want a piece of me, Bob? No, I don't want a piece, son. I want the whole thing. And he just whoops his ass. And Adam Sandler tells the funniest story. And obviously, I know it wasn't true. But he says, you know, when we were filming that movie, I brought my grandmother down to the set because she was a huge fan of Bob Barker. And he's like, I introduced them. And then they went off somewhere and Bob Barker made love to my grandmother. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, there was nothing I could do about it. The man, and obviously I'm sure that wasn't a true story, but Sandler just had a lot of respect for the guy. And I always thought that was hilarious. Uh, my grandmother loved Bob Barker. I introduced Bob Barker to my grandmother. And then Bob Barker made love to my grandmother. <laughs> I just always, God, just that shit tickled me to this day. I think about that. It makes me laugh. But yeah, rest in peace, Bob Barker. That's a huge part of my childhood. Uh, you know, we talked about in the last episode how music triggers memories. Uh, for me, I think Bob Barker and I immediately think of my grandmother, like sitting in the living room with her, uh, having having cereal, watching The Price is Right, and her yelling at the screen like, no, come on, $20? Are you, are you an idiot? Like I could just, it's so vivid in my mind, sitting on her orange carpet, on her flower couch, <laughs> pastel flower couch in her living room that she spent so much money on that couch. I could so just remember that, that Price is Right was the first, like, I used to be like this, envision myself just being that gangster dude yeah. who's just like, one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be that guy yeah. one time. One. Yeah. Or be like, someone be like, 325 and i'll be like 326 your bid is dead yeah <laughs> and that happened all the time yeah it's gonna so be like good. actual retail price 330 yeah and then 325 ladies like fuck yeah <laughs> you cocksucker dude this show and, and the way they call people randomly from the audience i don't know if there was ever a game show that did anything like that like you didn't know like the whole like uh, Susie Smith, come on down. Like, and then they come and they freak out. They always made sure to pick people that were like super stoked. Like, I think when you were in line, you people would dress up and be super stoked. And if the, the more energy you had and the more excited you were, that was your better chances of them calling you out from the crowd to be a contestant. There you go. Huh. Now calling contestant. William Adams from oh my I own California. Holy shit, I can't believe this. It's me. Ah! Bill is a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. Working it. for Aborn Powers. Yeah, that's it, man. This was iconic, to say the least, man. Bill rolls up in his pink t-shirt with sequins and says, I love Barker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bark for Bob. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> or, or I think my shirt would say, Bob made love to my grandmother. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's crazy, man. Well, rest in peace. That that sucks. But he he lived a good life. That dude had to be pushing 90. 99. Oh, holy. So that's why I said it's not really a bad thing. No, you know no, no, I mean? no. Like he lived a full life. And, yeah. and, you know, it's not like Bob Barker died. He was 71. Yeah. He had so much left to give. Yeah, yeah. There's still elephants that need to be saved somewhere. But yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm sure there's still money in the bank. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. I'm sure he gave to a lot of foundations. There's probably going to be a foundation in his name that'll continue to do the work that he that he started, I would only imagine. But that's crazy, man, because, yeah, that's a huge part of my growing up, my my heritage, my lifestyle, the way I live. Heritage, maybe that's probably not the right term, but big part of my childhood and my youth mm -hmm, right there, mm -hmm. man. That man was, uh, that man was, was shit. Week, weekday mornings, if I wasn't, before I had a driver's license and could drive, if it was a weekday morning and I was sick, home from school, couldn't go nowhere, on the couch, I hung out with Bob Barker. And, and his ladies that opened the curtains and did all that, whatever, the, 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 the gorgeous girls. I don't remember what they called them, the Barkerettes. I don't think that's right, but you know. <laughs> Be careful, because he did, he, I don't know if you remember. There were it. sexual allegations, but yeah, I think they shot those down, though. But well, there were. one yeah. girl got shot down, but he did admit that he had two, uh, two, uh, two relationships. Okay. Uh, at some point after, uh, so he may have made love to Adam Sandler's grandmother. Then. It's very possible. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't a joke. Adam might have been dead serious, and he just people just thought it was funny because he's Adam Sandler. 
But anyway, man, yeah, that's crazy. Now I kind of got derailed. Where were we? What are we talking about now? I've, I don't know where we're at. Uh, well, we were talking about our Bay Area trip. Yes. We talking about, yes, uh, yes. You were saying the A's were, you know, it's kind of like a closing. I will tell you this, dude, like uh, just very similar to uh, the Kings. Yes. You know, the A's thing isn't necessarily dead yet. Yeah, They're right. really doing a... Uh, you know, sell the team kind of thing. They're going to all these other California, right, um, right? You know, stadiums and people are chanting "sell the team" and they're selling merch and things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there, there is a there is a group that is fighting for the team. There and, was a and, shitload of T-shirts that just said "sell." They were yellow shirts with green letters that just said "sell," and there were people uh, in out in the bleachers holding up signs, and there were posters and "don't sell the team." I, I, I will tell you this. Here's my view on the A's. I grew up, um, obviously. Uh, if you've ever spent time with me or you've been in this studio, I am yes. clearly a Giants fan. I've been here a couple um, times. Yeah. But I have, I grew up in the Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Terry Steinbach, Tony Phillips, Dave Stewart, Dave yes. Eckersley yeah, yeah, era, yeah. right? Where they were just great teams yes. and the Giants. 89, 88, you know, 80. I wish, I wish, I think the A's were probably better, uh-huh. but I definitely think that the earthquake threw that series off. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, you know, yeah, they, no had, way around you know they couldn't go back to Candlestick, all of those right, things. Right, right. So um, it sucks because Battle of the Bay, man. Yeah, I know. You it, know? It, uh... And, and uh, I, I'll say this. For the most part, 100%, I want them to sell and I want the A's to stay. Because right. I know how I felt as a Kings fan. Right. Right? I was on the edge of... You know, I was my. It was gone. They were going to Seattle. The right. team was gone. Right, right. And, right. and and you're a Kings fan. Um, I would say that you know, not that I, I'm a. I would say that I'm probably a little bit more of a Kings fan. Than sure. You. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's no disrespect. No, to no. Well, I'm not more at all. Invested. In, you're more of a sports fan in general. Than yeah. I am. And so I was. You know, I was done. Like, right. I was like, I don't even know if I want to watch basketball anymore. Right. And uh, you know, we, we slash people found a way to save the team and a big part of that is kevin johnson yeah and it sucks that you know he had some sexual allegations that popped up that can't basically prohibit him from getting the kudos he deserves right and uh that definitely sucks but um you know the kings were saved and and you know they now we've got this vibrant downtown area the golden one center is beautiful like it's just you know downtown commons is popping it's just sacramento is it's a different city now yeah and uh so i'm really hopeful that the a's find a way to sell because i think the other thing too is is they're not a small market team it's just the owner's ass he doesn't want to spend any money no like you look at all the names that the the freaking a's have brought up and then traded off for more minor league prospects over the years yeah. like i've said this like they're the they're the major league farm team oh yeah absolutely you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. just and, and we're talking studs dude guys like matt chapman and matt olson and like matt olson is one of the best players on the braves right they gave him yeah. away for nothing yeah i know yeah. prospects you know what i mean and so i hope that they find a way to talk that guy so the problem is i don't think there's a big difference between David Stern, who was the commissioner of the NBA, and Rob Manfred. Right. Rob Manfred is the um, commissioner of the baseball now, and I think he doesn't give a shit. Right. I think he's about money, and I think that the team's gonna. He thinks the team's gonna make more money when they go to LA or to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. So let's say they sell the team. They've already made. They've made a promise to Vegas to bring the team there. So if they sell the team, do those then people still have to deliver and bring a team to Vegas. They just have to start from scratch. I was talking to my wife. I said, I don't know how that works because I see all the people wearing the sell shirts. I'm like, so if they sell and keep that team in Oakland, mm-hmm. but they have now these these original owners that sell have promised a team to Vegas. Is that just dead in the water? Yeah. Done? Yeah. Like, it's like, sorry, like, Vegas, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah, because the league uh, stepped in. Oh, okay. Got well, you. I mean, it, I guess it depends on, you know, that. But like in the case of the Kings in Seattle, the league stepped in and said Sacramento's not losing their team. Yeah, okay, got you. You got know, you, got I, and, you. and I don't know if you remember. And, and here's the thing. I wish, dude, like I was explaining this to a couple people because it's kind of hard to understand being a Kings fan and being mm-hmm. like, like I'm a Giants fan. I love the Giants. Right. I like going to games. Yeah, I don't yeah. like paying as much as we do, but right. I love that stuff. Yeah, I love yeah. the Niners. 
right but the kings are different it's just different to me right it's a smaller community i feel like we're all in this together because we've been through much so much shit. right and if you're an outsider i can understand how you don't get it yeah but if you could have felt and seen the emotion yeah in that first playoff game shit, all the whole playoffs yeah yeah you know what i mean because we finally felt like all right it's our time let's go yeah, yeah we got a good team we got an arena we got all this stuff like we fought through all this stuff and there's an espn documentary 30 i don't know if it's a 30 for 30 or just an espn documentary called down in the valley right that has been banned and they won't air oh really because a big portion of it you know honors kevin johnson and his what he did to help keep oh, the team so espn will never air it oh wow so okay. every now and then it gets leaked on youtube okay and it'll be there for like 24 hours have and you seen it i've seen it twice oh okay. i've tried to save it i can't save it i've seen it right it's amazing okay and it it so explains a king's fan right and what it means and I wish I could show that to people because I'd be like, you're like, oh man, Scott, you are really invested in this shit. Right. right. Watch this. Right. This will tell you what I've been through. Right. And so anyway, I hope that someday there's a video like that about how the A stayed in Oakland. Yeah. I hope because so. Because for the most part, I, I have no ill will against the A's. I have no ill will against most A's fans. Yeah. There's a portion of A's fans who are like just unbearable because they yeah. hate the giants and they are like i never they, understood that they, yeah. they 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 feel like they're the the stepchild in the bay and you know everyone loves the giants and it's which is a weird way to feel because i mean if you think about the a's in the 70s and that dynasty with reggie jackson we, we catfish hunter like raleigh fingers like we were the guys they won three world series in a row in the 70s and then Yes, there was the Loma Prieta earthquake and which really fucked up the ba Battle of the Bay. But like you said, I think the A's still would have won. I don't think we would have swept. So I guess we're viewed as the stepchild just because Oakland's a poorer city and we don't have money. But the Giants went how many years before winning a World Series? Like, was it 50? Like, it was a, it was a long, there was a long stretch where the Giants were trying to get there and get that ring we've been to the mountaintop and we actually did it one time against the giants so i've never quite understood the hate i, I get a rivalry i understand i can understand a fun rivalry but the hate there like just for me like even when i went to interleague play where i watched the a's dodgers mm -hmm. i went to interleague play mm -hmm. And the, the, the A's fans were like, fuck L.A., beat L.A., you know? And I was like, yeah, that's not our rivalry, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. If this was the Angels, I'd understand it a little more. Right. But I, it's the Dodgers A's. It's not the, it's Dodgers Giants, right? That's the rivalry. That's the hate. That's the fuck off. That's Those two teams are, are mortal, lifelong enemies. Like, and the fans, the teams... It's just in your blood. If you if you love the Giants, you can't lo love the Dodgers, vice versa. So, yeah, I never understood how they try to build in these hate and run. But, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. It's a, But it's, it's um, as an A's fan who lives nowhere near Oakland, it won't. It's, it's a sad moment for me because I grew up as a – the A's was my team. I chose them myself because my dad was a Dodgers fan, and I wanted to – I chose to like the A's. Um, but I don't live anywhere near Oakland. I'm two to three hours from Oakland, depending on traffic, you know? And uh, and so for me, who goes to a game maybe once every couple of years, maybe, <laughs> it, it will suck to see them go, but it's not going to devastate me. But as I was going to the game and watching people that were just walking from some house that could literally walk across the street right. to the arena and get a $10 ticket in the cheap seats and a hot dog and watch the game, I feel for those people, those people that live right there that are like, yeah, it's two blocks away. I can just do 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 and go to a game anytime I want. Like that's how the best way I could think to describe that's how it was for the Kings. That's my home team. Right. Like, I grew up in Sacramento from 
preschool through the sixth grade. I mm-hmm. lived in Sacramento. I can remember the Kings came and did a neighborhood cleanup, and some of the B-list players were picking up trash on the street in my neighborhood, and I thought that was so cool. And I can remember when they built the Arco Arena and the first game started and the hype surrounding them. And what did we do on weekends as kids? Where did we go when we got our driver's licenses? When we lived in Amador County, we drove to Sacramento. Absolutely. We went to the mall. Sacramento is home. Right. That, I, I, I never moved back there. I don't think you never lived in Sac, did you? Nope. No, but it's about as close to home for us. That's the home team. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it's the same thing for those people that live right there in Oakland. Like, that's your home team. You're losing your home team. Had the Kings left, we lost our home team. That's the closest we have to. We don't have a football team. We don't have a baseball team. I'm not going to count the River Cats. Well, I mean, you talk about that. Like, let's say the Kings lift. Like, yeah. all that downtown stuff doesn't happen. No, no. What happens to the city? Absolutely. Right? Well, it's the same thing. The Giants' candlestick was really kind of shitty. Like, I went there a couple times, and I remember it was not in the best area. It's It was not a great arena. It was the smartest move they did to move that. You know, where Golden One Center is now is where it should have always been. It should have never been Arco, where they built Arco Arena. And then same thing, where they put the, the whatever they call it now, Pac Bell Park, whatever it is now. Uh-huh. In that downtown area, right by the wharf, right by all the shops and the restaurants, it should have been there from day one. Like, it's just poor planning. And, you know, uh, there was a plan to move the Oakland Coliseum down by the waterfront. And uh, I think that's what they need to do. The same thing they did with the Giants. It's by the water. If they moved it down... By the water, I'm sure restaurants would flourish, clubs would flourish. It would probably bring some life back to that area. There's nothing around where they built that other than rundown houses and, and some gas stations and shit like that. There's no restaurants. There's no shops. Right. It, there's nothing there. So move it to where that is and help those people flourish. And that was the plan for a while to give them a waterfront arena. They drew up plans at one point, but it never came to fruition. But... Yeah, so, you know, for anybody out there listening, I'll be all right. I've still got my Kings. That's my main team. Um, It'll be sad to not have a baseball team to go to once every couple years to go catch a game as an A's fan, but I'm going to be fine. It's not that big of a deal for me. Um, But for those people right there in the heart of that city, I feel feel bad for them. I think the hard part is that, like, you know, know, they talk about – people not supporting the team da, 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 whatever but the reason that people stop supporting and stop going and stop doing is because the ownership just wouldn't put money into the team correct so at a certain point you're like why am i going to spend my time and money for this guy that won't do shit for our team 100 percent. that's why i was shocked that there was anybody there at all i was really expecting like a tumbleweed to roll through now betting and a tumbleweed go by no applause dead silence and it was still a lot of hype. They still had the people there banging on the drums. They still had the hot dog guy throwing out the, you know, yelling hot dogs. They still had people cheering and doing the wave. It was, there. The, the town's giving it everything they can while they're still there. And I thought that was a that was a, a beautiful thing, man. It, it really was. It really was. Yeah. Uh, the, the, here's the thing to me, uh, which I believe is um, the most disheartening right is that the people that get hurt the most mm-hmm. are the people you need right yeah 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 you know yeah the ones that are actually there spending dollars yeah. going to the games yeah, yeah paying the four, 40 I, bucks listen, to park 40 dollars dude Holy shit dude they the giants just played there a couple weeks ago yeah and before the game, uh-huh. once they you know announced the sale and all that stuff, they doubled the prices Damn. for the Giants series because they knew like Giants fans were gonna come. Right, right, right. So yeah. then you know this guy's all about making money. He doesn't sure. give a shit about the team or anything. Sure. So before they start doing this, the the the, the A's were averaging twenty five to thirty five thousand people. You know. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. It sucks, man. Um. Well, guess what? Yeah. Another episode in the books, my friend. I think this was a good. We stuck on topic a little bit. I mean, we, we did, ish, ish, ish. We were going to talk about our trips to the Bay Area. We did that. I wanted to talk about the A's game. We did that. I think brought we, up the Robin Williams thing that yes, I did, did that I purposely didn't tell you because I yes. was like, I'm going to wait and talk about it. That on the show. was a good one, man. I'm I, I got to see that now. I, I'm going to make a trip. Was it Fort Point? 
Fort Point. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's what you're gonna do is you're gonna go. You're gonna set up your trip, right? By the way, if you're gonna go to Alcatraz, you got to set up your tickets in advance. Oh, is that right? You can't yeah. just buy them that day anymore. Uh, not if you're gonna go on a weekend, for oh, sure. Oh, gotcha. It's so popular. You know what I mean? They only allow so many people to go out, and you got to buy it. And includes the, you know, the ferry boat ride out. Oh yeah, all that. Back all and, that. It's an it's and, a, it's and a the thing. audio tour and all that stuff. So uh, you. You plan that out, right? And then you come back and you, you spend two to three hours on the island doing the tour, looking at the stuff, taking the photos. And then what you do is you uh, you get in back in the car, right? Right, right. You drive towards the Golden Gate Bridge, right? right? You're going to go, you're going to exit at Fort Point, go down there. It's free. Go down there. Oh, go, Fort Point's free. Yeah. There's no charge to get in. No. Okay. Do the whole thing down there. And you just kind of wander around and check it out. Yeah. No, you don't buy tickets. There's nobody nope. doing a tour. Nope. Okay. It's like a, like a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a, like a just natural or a, just a free little like a piece of history. Yeah, that you can check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like going to Indian Sutter's Grinding Ford Rock. or something. Indian that, Grinding do Rock. Do they charge for Sutter's Ford? It's been a long time since I've been there. Indian Grinding Indian Rock, Rock. You don't pay. No, no, you don't. They they they, they gladly accept donations as yes. this place. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But it's a natural whatever. Nice, nice. Oh yeah, it's definitely on the list. And, and then you, and then you jump go. out when you're done at Fort Point. You get up. You go across the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Let's see the Robin Williams tunnel. Yes. Turn around, come back, and then go have a nice dinner in the bay. And get the fuck out of Dodge after that. Yeah. No, man. Hell yeah, dude. It's 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 doable. This is something on my list that I can actually accomplish. It's not like way out there on the realm of like, I want to go to Fiji. You know, it's like I could I can make this one happen. And it will. So uh are you ready for me to get us on up out of here? Absolutely. In the immortal words of my man George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. All right, y'all. Peace out. Rest in peace, Bob Barker. I got to pee. That's an interesting <laughs> drop. Hey, guys, that's just the truth.